You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hello there. I hope that you're doing well. Hope your new year is starting out good. And I'm going to be doing an ongoing series about different bills that are being introduced in legislatures throughout the United States regarding operations of a dealership. And you're probably aware of this, but the majority of regulations for licensed motor vehicle dealers come from state legislatures. And there are some federal laws that come out of Washington. Uh, They do have some oversight over dealers, but I'm going to say about 95% of dealer laws come through separate states. So your state legislature meets certain periods uh, during a year. And some legislatures like California and Illinois, they meet the entire year. And some legislatures only meet every other year, such as they do in Texas. But most legislatures meet from January through March or maybe every single year. And when these legislators go back into session, these are state representatives and state senators. They're normally pre-filing bills in December. And I want you to be aware of some of the bills that are floating through United States legislatures right now. And I'm going to be doing a lot more podcasts on these here in just a little bit. But it is a very extensive process. And when a bill's introduced, either in your House of Representatives or your state Senate, there's a couple of other names for it, such as California, they call it the Assembly, but the majority of legislatures have a House of Representatives and a state Senate. Now, a bill is either introduced in the House of Representatives by a state representative or by a state senator in a state Senate, and they go through a very long negotiation process. So a bill will have to go through a committee before it goes to either the House floor or the Senate floor, then it has to be assigned to the floor, and then they have to discuss it, they have to vote it out before it goes to the next body. So... Let's say, for example, a bill is introduced in a House committee. It's got to pass through that House committee, and then it will only go to the House floor if the majority leader of the House allows it to, and then it's discussed. And if it does pass, it's going to go on over to the Senate. But then it has to be assigned to a Senate committee, and if it is assigned to a Senate committee and passes a Senate committee, then it has to get to the Senate floor, and that's going to basically be determined by the Senate majority leader as well. If they just voted out unchanged, which is not normally the scenario, because senators tend to uh, change House bills quite often, it would go straight to the governor's desk. But more than likely, there's a senator that's going to add an amendment, say, for example, they'll change it a little bit, then has to go back to the House. And if the House votes it out unchanged, then it goes to the governor's desk. But if the House changes it, then it has to go back to the state Senate. So once something, a bill has passed either the Senate or the House, then it will go to the governor. The governor's got the choice of either signing that bill or vetoing it. So it is a pretty long process to get a bill to a governor's desk, but it is very doable. And we're going to be taking a look at some of these bills. They're being introduced across the United States right now. And I I always want every dealer to be aware or potential dealer to be aware. I've listened to debate from lawmakers uh, because I'm a political nerd, I guess you would say. And I've listened to debates. And often I've been in person listening to debates on House floors and Senate floors, especially when it involves dealer bills. And I also listen to them online. And I hear a lot of lawmakers that will attack our dealership industry and You know, we're not making the type of money that some other industries are, such as securities and bank and things like that. But I see that we sometimes are more tightly regulated, uh, and there's a lot of anti-dealer bills. And when I say an anti-dealer bill, I'm talking about a bill that is basically adding new restrictions over an honest ethical dealer's operations because of one person, one unethical in the state that committed some horrendous financial crime, and then the legislature hears about it and they'll pass some new law that regulates all the dealers because of one dealer's fraudulent transactions. So, you know, and this is very much, uh, very much the norm. So they'll change a law where they're changing the regulation over three to five thousand dealers. Or in Texas, there's twenty four thousand licensed motor vehicle dealers, if we can believe that. 
So I'm really uh, uh, very leery of these lawmakers that introduce these bills to increase regulations over our lives. I really am. And, you know, these these lawmakers, I've heard them. I'll hear them tell their constituents at home that they're pro-business and they're going to create jobs. And they'll go to the capital city as a legislator. And then when they go, they attack the dealers. And time and time again, they'll say they're pro-business unless it comes to a licensed motor vehicle dealer. Well, I'm, I'm a big person. I feel like that we can rise up and we've got a voice. We've got a huge voice in our state capitals and we can be a huge voice in Washington, D.C. as well. And so I'm going to be talking about a lot of bills here in the next few podcasts. Uh, but if you feel like these are bad bills, we need to rise up and we need to contact our state lawmaker. Don't ever hesitate to contact a state representative or state senator. We have that right. We're, we are business owners. We're voters. Hopefully you're voting. And we're huge sales tax generators. You know, they say they're going to be business friendly, but a lot of times uh, they do increase restrictions. This is a very tightly regulated business because, number one, we tend to be a very high profit industry. And if you've got a dealer's license, you're already aware of this. But if you don't, when you get into a dealer's auction and see what vehicles are selling for wholesale and then what they sell for retail, you're going to realize there's a huge markup in this industry. But you're also going to realize that we've kind of got a bad name because of a small handful of bad apples. And I think there are bad apples in absolutely every industry. I guarantee you, if you do some research, you're going to find out some about some bad realtor that did some unethical dealing, or you're going to find out, uh, you know, some insurance agent that did something unethical. And I think you're going to find security salespersons that have done something unethical, a very small minority, you know, of these realtors, insurance agents, or um, securities agents have conducted small fraudulent transactions. And then, you know, we get a few bad apples in our industry and, you know, some other dealers have done some horrendous things and that's not the norm. It, you know, it's a very small percentage. You know, the, the folks that I meet taking my classes, either online or in class, they're just like you. You know, they're honest, hardworking, ethical person. Some of the most ethical people that I've ever met in my life are getting dealer's licenses. And I really believe that the average person that has a dealer's license is extremely ethical, extremely honest, but we get this bad reputation sometimes because of those very, very small handful of licensed dealers that do something, you know, that's pretty terrible. So I want to kind of talk about this right now. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So, you know, when you get your dealer's license, obviously you got to operate with the highest level of ethical standards. Every state has fines for dealers that, uh, you know, don't follow the rules. And it really is easy to maintain compliance. Very easy, in fact. In fact, I think it's much easier to maintain compliance than to not maintain compliance. But if you don't maintain compliance, you can get fines from your, de- from, from your state. You can get fines from your state. And some of them can be pretty high as well. But I'm a big believer that if you maintain 100% compliance, you're never gonna, you're never going to pay any fines. So you know if you have 100% compliance, then you'll equal you'll always have 100% profits. And I'm a strong believer that uh, you know when we look at some of these dealer bills that are being introduced, we need to let our lawmakers know that we are small business owners and they need to support us because we are a, the driver of the American economy. But they also need to be aware that we are massive sales tax generators for our state. So whenever you sell a vehicle and that customer is paying their taxes, whether they're paying it right there at your dealership, or there are some states that allows a dealer to sell a vehicle and the customer has to go to the DMV a month or two later and pay their own sales tax, but most states require a dealer to collect sales tax at the time of the sale. Now, that sales tax is going to the state, 
And there might be a portion that goes to your local city or even your customer's home county, but the majority of sales taxes paid on motor vehicles does, in fact, go to states. So many states use sales tax revenues that are generated by motor vehicle sales to pave roads, maintain bridges, build highways. So a lot of times, motor vehicle sales tax actually goes into some type of highway fund, and they use these funds to build roads, interstates, maintain highways, and things like that. So not only are you getting your dealer's license, and uh, maybe you've already got one, you know this business is great for you and your family to uh, increase your income, but, it is, but you're also going to be a huge sales tax generator for your state, and that's going to help your state build roads and bridges and could even help fund schools with the sales taxes generated by the vehicles that you sell. So whenever you reach out to a lawmaker, you need to let them know, number one, you're a business owner. Also, that you are a huge sales tax generator for the state. You are a huge sales tax generator for the state. You're creating a lot of revenue for the state. And also let them know that you vote. Specifically, hopefully if you're in their district, always let them know, hey, I'm a small business owner, I'm a voter, and I live in your district, and I create a lot of sales tax revenue for the state. So I definitely want you to be aware of this. Always always let them know that you are a sales tax revenue generator. And by the way, I want you to be aware, I got the new. I got my new website up and going. It's dealerslicense.com, dealerslicense.com. And I'm going to have a lot of, all content on that is going to be for free. If you do decide to like maybe purchase a bond or something through there, I would get a small commission for that. But uh, all the training content is free. And I've got some uh, podcasts that aren't even going to be available on Spotify or Anchor or any of that. And I've got some videos that aren't even available on YouTube so definitely check this out. It's dealerslicense.com. So I hope you enjoy this real quick podcast today. I'm going to be doing a series of podcasts on how to contact your lawmaker and how we as dealers can rise up and let our voices be heard in our state capitol or in Washington as well. We need to rise up and let every lawmaker know that we are small business owners, that we are voters that live in their district and that we are some of the largest sales tax generators in the state. So they need to leave us alone and let us run our businesses with a lot less regulation. And I'm also going to show you on some YouTube videos here coming up pretty soon how you can contact these lawmakers that are creating these horrendous laws. So check it out, dealerslicense.com. And I hope you find this podcast informational. And I will definitely be doing another series of these to show you these bad bills and exactly how we can contact lawmakers directly. You can always subscribe to the podcast and watch the videos at dealerslicense.com.